Hi, I'm Amy Porter, and this is my podcast. My mission is to show people how to empower themselves through music, business, and media. I try to see as clearly as possible how I can help. I showcase the music that I've played and the people I've met along the way. I'm a wife and a stepmom. You might know me as a professor, a performer, a producer, a publisher, a recording artist. I'm the founder of a couple of nonprofits. Welcome in to my Porter Flute Pod. Welcome to Porter Flute Pod, and as we say, go Blue Flutes. It's Season 3, Episode 12, and we're checking in with the Flute Studio at the University of Michigan School of Music, Theater, and Dance. Today's episode is a glimpse into the audition process for those students who are interested in working in-depth with us at the University of Michigan. It's a team effort, with all the faculty mentoring all the students whenever asked. I live and teach here in Ann Arbor, Michigan, and then I travel to other places to perform and teach. And I remember that when I return, I'm with the people who want to be here at Michigan, not just for me, but for the environment. And I want to be with them. I also have an update on our alumni and where they've landed their latest job appointments. Asking me to talk all about it is co-producer Alan J. Tomasetti, and Justine Sedke, and I went to the vault and I pulled out a very popular audition piece, The Partita by Bach. It's my performance from 2020. Welcome to Porterflute Pod. We're so glad you're here to learn more. I'd like to begin with some alumni updates. I want to tell you about how I found out that these alumni secured the positions that they did. Allie Detmer, my master's student from 2020, she won third flute piccolo in the Lima, Ohio Orchestra. I was driving through that town on I-75 and Allie and I were texting. I wasn't driving. My husband was driving. So I was texting Allie as she was going into the finals of this orchestra. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm nearby driving on the highway. This is incredible. And then she texted and we talked later that she had won the job. So that was super fun. Ryan Custer won a position with the U.S. Army Old Fife and Drum Corps after three auditions. Sometimes it takes a while. It doesn't just happen. And he actually texted first and then he called. So he said, can I call you? So it was one of those warnings and I knew it was a good, a good call. I knew it was great news. So congratulations to Ryan. Congratulations to Rachel Blumenthal, who's playing right now second flute in the Baltimore Symphony. I found that out by kind of being at a picnic table with some colleagues over the summer and someone saying, hey, I think someone's playing in our orchestra and she might have studied with you. And so I was so excited to actually get the official email from Rachel that, yes, she was playing with the Baltimore Symphony. So congratulations, Rachel. And finally, our latest, uh, she started November 1st in the Hawaii Symphony. Congratulations to Mira McGrill. I found out about that on Facebook. 
and that's okay you know we got a lot a lot of people who love us and we can't tell everybody our business all the time but uh it was super fun so i emailed mira saying is this true and can i announce it and she said absolutely so congratulations to mira and again congratulations to everyone all the blue flutes all over the place who are just playing their hearts out and uh using your degree from the flute studio to your advantage we love you Go Blue Flutes! Look, it's not always going to go well. It's called a pre-screening process for a reason, and you feel like you have to take a test you never studied for. But my friends, you have studied for it all your life. You've prepared for this moment, so when your parents are frustrated with the microphones or your mom doesn't think you got enough sleep the night before, power through it and make sure you do what it is you were preparing to do. My audition process, you ask? Well, my pre-screenings, they were in someone's home that I didn't know. And thank goodness uh, I got through. So I had Eastman, New England Conservatory, Curtis, and Juilliard. And it was 1982. I got food poisoning for my Eastman audition. So I was throwing up in a garbage can right before and Benita Boyd was very polite. Uh, I think I made the waiting list. Not sure. <laughs> New England Conservatory confused me because it was round. Don't ask me. If you know me well enough, you'll be like, yeah, okay, she can handle lots of things. But I was just confused with finding my way through the building. Uh, I loved that audition. Super fun. I made it into New England Conservatory. That was just wonderful. I remember Lois Schaefer beaming. Now, Curtis, that was an interesting story. I'm from Wilmington, Delaware, just down the turnpike. So, and I had played in the Philly Youth Orchestra, right? So I really did well at my Curtis audition, but it got down to me and another person. And so, Julius Baker got hungry and he decided to order out lunch because it was me playing for 10 minutes and then another person for 10 minutes and then me for 10 minutes and then the other person for 10 minutes and finally the food arrived and it was in the room and I even think they opened it up and I was to play the scherzo from Midsummer Night's Dream by Mendelssohn. Piece of cake, right? You know, I learned to double tongue on that piece, remember? Okay. So I'm starting to smell the barbecued chicken. And if you also know me, you know I had a British mother. She didn't cook barbecue. I never smelled barbecue. What on earth was that smell? Literally, I'm 17 years old, smelling barbecue, trying to play the Mendelssohn Scherzo, and guess what happened? I forgot my B-flat thumb key on one of the runs, but I finished the whole excerpt, and you should have seen the look on his face. Julius Baker's eyes lit 
up. He was so happy that the darn audition process was over. I had made a mistake. It was over. Thank you, he said. We're finished. I had missed my B-flat thumb key, and I was out. I did not go to Curtis, but guess what happened? I had a fateful, amazing, wonderful trip alone by myself on Amtrak to New York City, and I stayed with a graduate student at Juilliard who studied with my teacher there in Philadelphia, Deborah Carter-Smith. Her name is Wendy Stern, and Wendy Stern housed me in her wonderful apartment, and I practiced the entire time, and I walked around New York City, and it was magical. It was right. All the planets were aligning. And Samuel Barron's face was happy while I was playing my, my audition because I had said that I wanted to study with this man who was a notorious teacher. Like, he really was a great teacher. And like I said, the planets were aligning and he was beaming and I was beaming. And that year, I was accepted to Juilliard. It was just the way it was supposed to be. Let's talk about the two parts of the audition, the pre-screening audition and then the live audition. We gave some great advice about submitting your best work for the pre-screening process, whether the audio or video, in our Business 101 podcast. It's called Check 1212 Microphone Basics with Dave Shaw. And I would really put your best foot forward, so to speak. Find a hall, find a church, find a, a room that's got some ambiance, some what we call room noise, so that you, you're not like playing into a can. You don't sound like you're playing into a tin can, right? And I would stay out of your bedroom and using your iPhone. Really invest. If you invest, you'll get great results. And my advice on repertoire selection is play what makes you sound best. Don't pick pieces that are too big to chew and making them purposefully difficult so you get noticed. Because in the end, if it's not clean, you get noticed for all the wrong reasons. <laughs> and that's a terrible trend. I see it a lot. So don't play pieces that are too big for you. Now also research the teacher, research the studios, because a good match can be amazing. And just know that it's just eight semesters. It's not your whole life, right? So you can stay true to your playing. You can have a great relationship with your professor all at the same time as following your path. You see, there are prerequisites to certain 
jobs. If you're going to play in an orchestra, you should have had the path of playing in an orchestra. You know, it just makes sense, right? If you're going to play in classical music, you should be listening to classical music, watching and going to concerts of classical music, making classical music your life's work. And it's very amazing to me to meet people who don't know Brahms' first name or how many symphonies he wrote. So I would really make sure that you research what it is you're trying to do and match up with the professor that works for you. Now, when you get to the live audition, please know that I am so appreciative that you're there. You've flown, you've driven, you've gotten there with blood, sweat, and tears. So I appreciate that so much. I don't sit behind a desk and listen. I actually coach you. So don't be surprised when all of a sudden I start talking. I'll get up and play for you and and, and have you understand that this is a relationship. I'm not the sage on the stage. I'm the guide on the side. So I will definitely be coaching you. You definitely have to know your skills. Definitely have to have a background that tells me you're going to use this degree. And it doesn't matter if you go to law school afterwards or you go and become an astronaut afterwards. It, I've had all kinds of students. It's the fact that this degree with me will impact the rest of your life. I have recruited 24 classes at the University of Michigan School of Music, Theater, and Dance, and it has been my sincere pleasure to teach all of you that had decided to come and will decide to come to study with me. Join us for our next podcast next week. It's going to be a reunion of the flute players who were in school with me at the Juilliard School. I'm so excited. We're going to have all the memories. We're going to chat about things, our teachers and the repertoire and the conductors and the fourth floor. And oh my gosh, we're going to have Sharon Wood Sparrow, Liz Mann, Liz Buck, Wendy Stern with me on a Zoom call. And then we'll have some stories submitted by Laura Gilbert and Marina Piccinini. You're not going to want to miss it. You can find more about me at amyporter.com or porterflute.com for students. On Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter, I'm Porter Flute. Thanks for being here in Porter Flute Pod. I'm so grateful for you.